it's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Your Highness, Your Majesty, I have been waiting for this moment. Oh, by the way, before before uh, this brief note, uh, Princess, uh, Don Jr. is going to be on with Cats right after our show, which ought to be interesting. Donald, Yeah, can't miss that. Donald Trump Jr. on with Cats at Night. That's coming up right after this show. Make sure to keep it here on WABC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Her Highness. Boy, I would love to see what they would do with you if they had the crown. You know, if they could put you in an episode of the crown. You too, Sir James. You are the knight of the conservative world. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd have me in the trash basket in a minute. Okay. Okay, we haven't checked in with you since before the erection on the elections. Oh dear. Oh dear. What is your take? Well, well, you know, I think we did speak briefly and I will repeat my main point which is keep the faith and they want us dispirited and they want us to take ourselves out of the game by saying what's the use and we can never ever do that we have to remember what rush would have told us at this moment which is it is never time to panic and now is certainly not the time to panic we are to double down triple down quadruple down on the truth and what we know and i just wanted to say in response to that little uh, soundbite on pelosi i want to quote mitch mcconnell what and he's I I want to quote Mitch McConnell. And on November 16th, before his leadership election, he said this. I have the votes. I will be elected. And I just wanted to respond. How nice for him that he has votes that he believes in, he can count on. And the election in his mind is has full of integrity. So it must be nice. Ooh, very interesting. And he did win uh, the leadership for the ninth time, uh, 37 to 10. Rick Scott got 10. This was his first challenge. And he won, uh, apparently, there were a couple not votes because there are 50 of them, but 37 to 10 and one voted present. But there's still two more unaccounted for. But he won handily because you only need a a pure majority with a, a secret vote. So he is in. And he is, in my opinion, one of the reasons why, one of the main obstacles for our success going forward. But we have to see clearly, and one of the good things that has happened is, you know, Mr. McPhail, the leadership McPhails, uh, have become very open. We have a uniparty against us. And it's no longer in the stealth on the Republican side. And I think that is very helpful. We have clarity who our opponents are, and they are basically not hiding it anymore. And so when we know who we are, we know who our opponents are, and then we have the truth on our side, then nothing can stop us if we remember to trust in the living God. Now, which is always sound advice, I must tell you, uh, you started something with McPhail. You, you introduced the concept of we have to get rid of the McPhails. You call them uh, McCarthy, McConnell, 
and um, uh, uh, McDaniel. uh, McDaniels, the McFails. I have now seen that. They're swiping your lines. I've seen it in story (laughs) after story. People are beginning to call them the McFails. And it's a great line. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, I've seen it in any number of news stories on the uh, conservative side since then. All right. Yeah, what I meant to say earlier is we hadn't talked since the election in Congress had been settled. Finally, with with the House of Representatives now turning over control to the Republicans. Now this morning, um, you know, Kevin, what we'll do is just play part of it because it's so lengthy. Let's go to cut two. Diana, listen in, and let's let's hear this. One of the things that came from a GOP announcement this morning. Roger, Roger. Conversations with his family about their business dealings. That was a lie. Whistleblowers described President Biden as chairman of the board for these businesses. He personally participated in meetings and phone calls. Documents show that he was a partner with access to an office. To be clear, Joe Biden is the big guy. This evidence raises troubling questions about whether President Biden is a national security risk and about whether he is compromised by foreign government. Despite the president's claim that he wasn't involved in Biden family business schemes, these photos show Joe Biden meeting with his family associates while vice president. Committee Republicans have identified over 50 countries the Biden family sought businesses in. On the international side of the Biden family business, the deals were often led by Hunter Biden. And that map there behind Clay shows all the countries where the Bidens had a footprint in international business dealings. The investigation reveals a family that engaged with some of America's most powerful adversaries, planning to sell one of the largest sources of cobalt for electric vehicles. The Chinese, for example. The Bidens flourished and became millionaires by simply offering access to the family. Among okay, the that's, we, this goes on for over six minutes. And then, and then, Jim Jordan. Let's go to cut four very briefly and listen, cause, because you asked Jim Jordan, Diana, specifically, what was going to happen after the election. He was on with both of us, and you asked him. Well, Jim Jordan spoke to the press today, and this is what Jim Jordan had to say. I would just start with this question. What part of Mr. Comer's presentation was Russian disinformation? I mean, never forget what happened on October 19th, 2020, 15 days before the most important election we have in our country. Who's going to be the next president of the United States? 15 days before that, Mr. Brennan, Mr. Clapper and 49 other people signed a letter that said the following. It is for these reasons that we write to say that the arrival on the U.S. political scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They further went on to say, we want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post are genuine or not, just that our experience makes us deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. And, of course, that letter became the pretext for suppressing this story Again, just days before the most important election we have in our country. So I would ask this. Was J.P. Morgan's suspicious activity report to the Treasury Department? Was that just a classic earmark of a Russian information operation? How about when Hunter Biden sent the email that Mr. Comer pointed to? Sent the email asking for keys to his new office space, one for himself, one for President Biden, one for his uncle Jim Biden, and one for the emissary for the chairman of the Chinese energy company, CFCC. 
Was that just Russian disinformation operation in place? What part of Mr. Comer's presentation prompted the FBI to go to Facebook and say, hey, 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 you want to be on the lookout for Russian misinformation here this election season? What part of his presentation would prompt that? And I think it's also important to understand, never forget how the story has changed. I mean, think about this. When it started off, it was, no, it's not his laptop. It's not his laptop. Then it was, well, it's his laptop, but remember, it's Russian disinformation and no one did anything wrong. Then it was, well, maybe... Maybe he did something wrong, but President Biden didn't know about it. And now it's, well, maybe President Biden knew about it and was involved, but it it didn't influence his decisions. In fact, yesterday, there was a story in Politico which said that. The story in Politico yesterday investigating the investigators, dim strategists to launch counterpunch to House GOP. Story in Politico yesterday, here's what I said in there. Quote, no evidence has publicly emerged that Joe Biden's decisions were affected by his son's business dealings. Okay. Wow. Diana, it looks like these guys are actually intent on, well, perhaps, maybe, maybe they might be investigating. What's your take on this, Diana, Princess Di? Well, I agree with you. That's what they're going to do. And it's up to conservative sources, actually, to cover it because the media has learned an effective strategy and they learned it with Donald Trump is to ignore everything. And if you remember, just about two weeks ago, Jim Jordan came out with a thousand pages just ripping the lack of honor and integrity in the FBI and the DOJ. A thousand pages, he had the receipts, everything about it was devastating, and it really just, there was hardly, it was crickets afterwards. So similarly, he's got the goods here, and you know how dirty Hunter Biden et al. are, but the problem is, if, you know, the tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, doesn't make a sound. If if dirt is uncovered and malfeasance is uncovered and the media basically whistles into the sky and walks away, has it really been uncovered? And so that really behooves conservative media to step up because there are a lot of us and this has got to be covered. And unfortunately, I remember under the Clintons, They literally ignored the power of the House when the Republicans in 94 came into power. They had a lot of hearings, and the the Clinton administration attitude to it was to make fun of it, as, you know, Biden just did, called the investigation close to comedy. That was his reaction to uh, the reports of this supposed looking into his family. And so that's what they're going to do. They're going to laugh at it on the one hand and say, but Trump or, you know, they have no evidence that, as you mentioned, a very effective strategy without evidence, the Republicans say X. So I think it really behooves the conservative media because we out here have to be informed and tell our neighbors. Okay. Now, what are you expecting Are you expecting anything by way of these congressional hearings, like, let's say, subpoenas to be issued? Subpoenas, especially from the House, put together a committee with subpoena power, the same way the Jan 6 committee uh, started going after, for instance, will we see Joe Biden subpoenaed? Will we? I know that that creates um, a, a constitutional problem, but will we see it anyway? Will we see Hunter Biden? 
see um, anything by way of looking into these elections. We this is a little slim window, and I guarantee you that 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 what we're going to get from establishment Republicans is oh, would you people stop looking backwards? We need to look forward. Right. That's going to be the attitude that we're and we're going to be hearing that. Stop looking yep. back. Look forward. But I think it's imperative that we do examine these things. What say you? Well, I think we do have to examine them. However, the subpoena question is you have to have, you know, as the January 6th committee had the Department of Justice back up the subpoenas. And so that's what gave them teeth. I think they'll be ignored from the House committee as they did under Clinton and under Obama. They laughed at it. So I think that, you know, knowing that the only weapon that I think is really available is public dissemination of the information. And that has to be their main goal because they don't have the Biden Department of Justice doing their bidding. (laughs) Okay, let's turn our attention to Nancy Pelosi being gone. This is supposedly the tea leaves say that Stenny Hoyer, 83 years old, is going to be pushed out. Hakeem Jeffries from New York, demagogue from New York, is going to be the new House uh, minority leader since they will no longer have the speakership. And that there's also, if it's not uh, Jim Jeffries, people are also talking about that woman from uh, Washington, uh, uh, Pramila um, Jayapal, as a potential leader. And James Clyburn, apparently Clyburn wants some position other than, hey, he's Nancy Pelosi's driver and assistant this time around, driving Miss Nancy. So what do you expect to happen by way of the Democrats? Well, you know, any of those choices will be inferior to her as far as being able to scheme. And first of all, she's not going anywhere. If you remember reading through it, she's still going to be in Congress. She's there as a mentor. She's still going to be pulling the strings. She is still going to be giving her opinion. But if you recall, you had asked me about the Hakeem Jeffries thing, and I said I thought it was going to be Clyburn because he was the one who leaked the information that that Jeffries was looking for it and hoping for it, and that was very embarrassing. So of those three, I think it's likely to be Clyburn, and he is canny. But in the meantime, it's still going to be Nancy Pelosi running things. Wow. Well, Princess Di, installment number one. We will speak with you tomorrow. We've got a lot more to explore. You and I haven't even talked about the Kerry Lake thing in in depth. want to talk about that. In Pennsylvania, it might surprise everybody. In Pennsylvania, there was an arrest for what? Massive voter fraud by the the Democrat. And he arrested another Democrat. Strong. Strange. Yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow if we have time. There are some hey, things. Did you see they found ballots by the side of the highway and they're still counting them? <laughs> <laughs> in Pennsylvania? They, they were all crumpled in a pile and they, they said, oh, yeah, well, we should still count them. So in, they Pencil- are. in Pennsylvania? They, I think this was California. In California? So we, yeah. Yeah, Princess Die with no evidence. <laughs> Sites to this was a local news story out of California with the photos, and yeah, it really happened, and they're really counting them. Well, thank goodness you're not an NBC reporter reporting that because they'd suspend you. <laughs> they would, and then erase all evidence of anything I said. 
Yes, <laughs> except it's still on the local station, that Paul Pelosi story, and which I know we have to break. We'll break right now. But, you know, the funny thing about the Paul Pelosi story, this guy was a star reporter for NBC. He's an yep. Hispanic man. In other words, he's a person of color. And they just mm-hmm. got rid of him. And nobody's saying squat. It's like, oh, yeah, we yeah. I know why. <laughs> he crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Di, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back. Your telephone calls 800-848-WABC. Oh, 